Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. We're going to talk about the holidays, dealing with uh, stress and just stuff that comes up uh, during the holidays. And uh, we have uh, two of the best people to do that this morning. And uh, we are going to hear from and talk to um, and welcome back. Uh, Barbara Gustafson is uh, here. She is uh, with uh, her, her, her company, her, her business is Discover Next Step, executive coach, mental and uh, brain health advocate. Barbara, it's good to have you back in in this morning. We, we talked to you uh, a little while ago and I have wanted to have you back. It's, it's good to have you here. It is so good to be and also, we welcome back and haven't seen. We have not seen uh, Janelle Donahue for I don't know how long. You haven't seen me. I've been out. You haven't seen me. It's on <laughs> me. Thank you. Right, Panic United Way is where uh, where Janelle is and, and and doing good stuff. It's good to have you here, Janelle. Thank good morning. You. Good to be here, Barb. This is uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and it really is. Yes. But. It's a tough time of year for for many of us. It is a tough time of year. And and honestly, Ted, I think sometimes it's hard to talk about those tough times because we want to focus on the good. If we were being really honest with ourselves, I think many of us would say it's a time that brings up a lot of different stuff for people um, for various reasons. And I know for me and my family, I'm thinking over the, the holidays of years, uh, lots of times the toughness came from being around tough people, honestly. And it was just one of those things. I just mustered up the courage. You know, I held my tongue. But honestly, hmm. I found myself, especially after my mom passed away, and and she was, I would call her the glue of our family. Actually, she was like gorilla glue. <laughs> she <laughs> held our family together, and she just was one of those persons that um, – you felt more peaceful and calm around her no matter who was difficult or what was going on and um, when she passed away our holidays really shifted in a different way with the family get-togethers and I found myself avoiding the holidays or just hmm. really trying to I found myself stressed before the holidays if I was being really honest and they were not happy although I looked happy <laughs> and I looked for the good but I just had this emotional I think accumulation over the years of just trying to not think about the holidays just get through the holidays and I think one year especially last year was a little bit more quiet than I wanted and I missed the laughter I was like you know what I need to get my holidays back I know they're not going to be perfect I need to find a way that it works for me that I'm not constantly avoiding certain people certain conversations and I really started studying stress. I know that sounds weird, um, but being in school now, especially grad school, studying psychology, I realized there was there have been studies to show there's an upside of stress. And that kind of perked me up because hmm. I love thinking differently about things we commonly deal with, and I wanted to work through my own stress, so I really started diving into this. Well, what if, despite the stress, I can still be calm. I can still create my own peace. I can still have healthy conversations. It may not go exactly how I want, and I might not always get it right, but what if 
I can make it even just a little bit better, what would that mean for me? And so I think that encouraged me to kind of face some of my own feelings of why I might view stress as bad all the time and then how I could create some healthy boundaries or make it doable for me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, you said a couple of things that we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this morning. One of the things is I think we, we all go into the holidays, and, and even even if we know it's going to be tough, but we're, there's so much in, in anticipation. The kids are coming home, or you know we're going to see brothers and sisters, and then it happens, and it's not perfect, and it's not even close, and, and you just are, you're so let down because of that. Yes, I'm I'm kind of smiling because Janelle and I have had these conversations. We don't always like to be in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> I <laughs> I like I love the idea of having all these um, this amazing food mm-hmm. and everything being just right but if I were to be honest I don't like to cook. Not my gift. <laughs> but I not my gift either. <laughs> and so I I can think of times where I've really set myself up for I don't want to say failure but disappointment if things didn't go right or um, let's say a family member, they were all about cooking and, and that's their love language or their yeah. strength. I think I just need to really examine my own expectations. And when my oldest son <coughs> and his wife were over in Malaysia um, pre during COVID and they couldn't come back, I think for me as a mom to not be with my immediate family, that was a really tough thing yeah. you know, to kind of get through, especially during the holidays. We are talking holidays this morning. We're going to take a quick break and come back. Uh, Barbara Gustafson is here along with uh, Janelle Donahue. More coming up on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Robert Gustafson and uh, Janelle Donahue here this morning as we talk about the uh, holidays uh, and, and and how to how to deal with uh, with with uh, things. Barbara, you just you mentioned a few minutes ago in, in in talking just kind of about the the upsides of stress, and uh, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard twisted. that. It really yeah. does. Um, and we when you think about and um, I'm a very visual person, so you can't see this, but think of a heartbeat. You know, it goes up and down, up and down. But our nervous system, a healthy nervous system, has this ebb and flow. It's kind of an up and down. It has curves, and often when we are either in a state of immediate stress or we've had accumulated stress, like think of the last year, you know, few years, and you might be doing really well, but you might feel something is stuck either you feel stuck on high alert. And and I equate this to whenever I'm waiting for the shoe to drop on something, or I'm just really revved up, or I'm feeling the opposite, feeling very disconnected, and I can't get back to that healthy ebb and flow. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, So the idea is getting back that healthy ebb and flow, but it really requires to retrain our brain and our body. Mm -hmm. Um, But the upside of stress is really tied to if we did not have any stress, we wouldn't be motivated to do anything. That's <laughs> true. Stay in bed all day. We yeah. eat a potato on the couch all day long. <laughs> so we need some kind of get up and go. And so there's healthy, you know, amounts of the stress hormones, you know, the cortisol. 
And we need that to get going in the morning to breach our deadlines, but it when it becomes unhealthy states. But what they did find in some studies that I, this blew my mind and it was tied to our belief about stress. When we believe stress is bad, we're going to expect it. We're gonna look for it. It's mm. almost telling our brain, go look for stress because we programmed ourselves to believe all stress is bad. So one of the things they recommend doing is to look at what you believe about stress and redefine it. And what they found was stress is always tied to something that we care about. Like when we have stress on our job, underlying that there's something that we care about that's been compromised. Um, it could be the actual role, you know, that we're not able to perform mm -hmm. like we want, or it could be tied to our health. Maybe we care about our health and we see it impacted, but what they found was stress was almost tied to something we care about. But to really tap into when we notice the stress, just stopping ourselves, okay, what's happening? You know, what is what do I feel has been compromised? And another thing is looking at the emotion that we're showing or feeling and stress. Does it match what has happened? Um, sometimes, like, when we're angry, you know, sometimes anger is appropriate. You know, if something has done us or someone else wrong, you know, sometimes anger is healthy. But what we're looking for is, is that prolonged? Is it showing up in unhealthy ways? So it's taking a deeper look. And honestly, when we're in a state of stress, and I don't know if you feel this, Janelle, I know for me and my brain, I always go to what's easier. Hmm. Like, I, I just want to get that thing done. It's harder to take a step back and give ourselves space. Mm -hmm. And Janelle, you talk about that. And I can't remember what amazing philosopher said about giving ourselves, you know, a space between response. Do you remember that well, quote? I do. I always attribute it to Covey, but uh, Stephen ah. Covey, but he got it from one of those great men before <laughs> him. Um, but it, it's between um, stimulus and reaction, there is space in between. And if we can prolong the space in between, you know, we will be stronger leaders and stronger and, and be more successful because we, we then process that. And it's not necessarily related to actual time. But it's recognizing there's a stimulus. And before we react, it's that, am I going to react with anger to achieve what I'm trying to achieve? Or do I just break out in anger when anger is really not the right reaction? And so it's taking a pause. Yes. And I think that's really important, especially we're talking about holidays. Um, learning, there's going to be a lot of stimulus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, people that may trigger you in some way or just noise and chaos uh, guilty feelings or, you know, other, there's lots of stimulus at the holidays, stores, buying, money, money issues, all of that. And if we remember, okay, I've been, what's the stimulus? And then how can I pause to react in the most appropriate way? So you don't say those things you don't mean. <laughs> yes. And I, I kind of equate it because I have to talk to myself a lot. <laughs> I have to interrupt myself sometimes like, hey, wait a minute. Um, for me, getting ahead of stress. That's what I think about when you describe that. Mm -hmm. And when I can prepare in advance how I will handle the situation, that will help some. But I think for me, the first thing I had to get out of my head was there's no such thing as no stress. And for me to mm -hmm. try to get rid of all the stress was creating stress for me. It was like stress upon stress. But to actually accept mm -hmm. that I will have stress in my life, my life 
doesn't exist without some stress. And I can actually be grateful for stress sometimes yeah. that it's getting me out of bed. <laughs> it's it's keeping me on track, but it has its place and I can really challenge it on how I want to move through it. You know, Ted, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I, <clears throat> I'm on faculty with Leadership Fredericksburg and um, throughout the community, I, I will do talks about something my mom taught me when I was five years old and it's accept it, change it, or move on. We don't always have control over what happens to us, mm -hmm. but we always have control on how we respond. Mm. Um, and so thinking of that in the holidays, as you're approaching what those stressors are and that stress, that's exactly what you, you know, do I accept this? And this is just the way so-and-so is, and I'm just going to swallow my words and accept it. Or we have to accept that we have to go to so-and-so's house for Christmas and not mine. Um, do you change it? Do you have a conversation and say, I'd really like to host Christmas at my house this year? Or do you move on? And sometimes setting boundaries. It doesn't mean you love people less, but sometimes you have to move on from from the st stress and where it's coming from. Yeah. I have been privileged to hear you break some of those down even further, and I have used that so many times, accept it, change it, move on. And um, we have Janelle do um, a segment for a workshop I hosted back in April that she mm -hmm. really broke it down for us. And that was something that I think really resonated with people because it, it's hard to accept our situation. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. we, sometimes we're just like, we, we can't do this. But what? how do we start to separate, you know, what is it I can control? What is out of my control? Um, when am I willing to let go that's out of my control? That's probably where my stubbornness comes out because I'm <laughs> like, I know I can't control it, <laughs> but I still don't want it. Mm -hmm. Well, and sometimes just being able to know what's going to, if, if you know that there's someone that triggers you, Mm -hmm. Just be just be ready for it, and I think probably just decide. This is how as hard as it's going to be. I'm not going to react. The last time I reacted <laughs> this way, and it didn't turn out so well. Right? Yeah. You know. So whether that's you know, don't get in the same room with that person one on one, or just just try to set some try to set boundaries yourself so things don't happen. So one of the things that I just found fascinating um, just in my work with horses and first responders in the area but um, horses are a good mirror about what's going inside of us including our emotions they hmm. pick up our emotions but what they found is we feed off of each other's emotions too like we literally pick up emotions and often when we walk into a situation we can get emotionally charged from the other person and there are ways that we can train ourselves to not take those on. It takes practice. It's kind of like a muscle. Um, but I, for me, especially with emotionally triggering people, um, there's this quote I keep seeing. It keeps showing up, but it said, a, a wise person once said nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. And I mm -hmm. sometimes I have to remind myself before I go in, I don't have to respond to everything they're saying. Yeah. I don't have to respond to everything that I disagree with, even though I'm right. Um, but wh when I'm successful and I find myself making my emotions neutral and detaching, just becoming, did you ever watch the National Geographic and the narrator was saying, oh, there's a cheetah. 
Oh, yeah. There's a, yeah. So I try to take on kind of the narrator. Oh, mm. there's that person. <laughs> oh, they're getting better. So that kind of detaches me. I become more of an observer yeah. ver- mm. versus a um, participant <laughs> in that conversation. So, again, I have to talk to myself <laughs> a lot and just train. I have to wake myself up because sometimes those emotions are really easy to attach to. And I can't remember which doctor said this, but they did a study and they said it takes approximately 90 seconds for a highly charged emotion to like flow through your body. And what we tend to do is we tend to act during that Mm -hmm. most highly charged. But often if you wait it out, I'm not saying every time, but often if you wait it out and withhold that comment or walk away, take a deep breath, you can save yourself from yeah you're much happier afterwards yeah Yeah. and probably the person you would have said something to is much happier too yeah and that's why when somebody turns around and walks away let them let them i i know someone who is married to someone and they just would and he's like i'm walking away and don't walk away from me talk to me about this and it was like no 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 he's trying to avoid not confrontation but something not meant to be said and so you got to give people some space that doesn't mean you can avoid and just not come back Mm -hmm. and talk about it but give yourself more than 90 seconds so that the charge is, is you know, alleviated. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's complicated. <clears throat> the, the, the holidays, unfortunately, are, are complicated because we, we're, 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 all, we're all fallen humans and we, you know, we're trying to navigate through all of this. Yeah. I love patterns. Um, in my former life, I was a financial analyst which is funny because I really sucked at math growing <laughs> up. But what I did love, I love patterns and numbers. I like finding problems and solutions. But people have patterns. There's a lot of patterns in our behavior. Um, you can almost sometimes think about a family member who is easy or difficult to be around, and you can almost predict a pattern You know, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And That's true. I find that really understanding their communication style – um, there's a lot of assessments. I'm an assessment junkie. Um, I do um, some work around in the DISC area. It's similar to Myers-Briggs, just mm-hmm. language yeah. differently. But for me, it's been helpful to understand my patterns, how I show up. And Janelle, you were talking about people just want, 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 you know, just talking and stuff like that. Some people need to process. Yes. And just, you know, get it all out. But knowing that about that person can be helpful. Um, just so you know, you don't have to change yourself, but you can sometimes shift your response in a way that resonates with their pattern. That's a whole other yeah, no, episode. That's but good. one of the things that I think we talked about last time is this um, method that a lot of psychologists and counselors use. It's the HOLP method. Mm-hmm. And it's basically whenever you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired – that's probably not the best time to make a decision. Mm-hmm. In fact, in all of those, your blood sugar has been impacted. Um, but it, it's a time to step back and meet your needs. You know, if I'm hungry, maybe you need protein to stabilize that bre- blood sugar. Uh, if you're angry, that's why our grandmother said, you know, count to 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's actually evidence to show that when you do that and you breathe in, in a slow, steady way and through your nose, out through your nose, you can actually boost blood flow to the decision part of your brain. And when you're lonely, connect with someone. And when you're tired, maybe go to bed 15, 30 minutes early. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good. That's a good process to think about and to to use, and and you'll have a lot less regrets. Yes, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Barb, you're you're with um your your business is Discover Next Step. Talk about what what what, what you do in the real world. In the real world, wow. Um, so I work with um, community helpers, healthcare workers, organizations that are very mission minded, and I help those that are dealing with stress and burnout. And I help them really tap in to their strengths. I take a strength-based approach. But I also tie in the neuroscience just because we want to make sure whatever we're working towards is really helping, um, whether it's tied to be more productive, more fulfilled. And one of the things that I absolutely love doing uh, in my work with Dr. Amen and Amen Clinic is getting to facilitate support calls for stressed-out healthcare workers. Mm -hmm. um, it is happening to a lot of people in, in most mm -hmm. industries but i would say um, that is definitely an industry near and dear to my heart because they are you know they're working day to day with people that are dealing with their stressors and research shows that there is a cost of caring too much which blew my mind um, so there's you know this strength of caring for people in your community but any strength can become i our Achilles heel at times. So it's really yeah. sometimes taking an intentional pause, taking a step back and evaluating, you know, what can I do to shift? Um, so I, I love helping people kind of be that um, outside looking in, that objective point of view for them so they can figure out what their next best move is. Well, and just because those are such topics that, that we hear so much about and people are leaving that, that field and other fields just because of, of, of some of these things, what, what, what you do and the, and the knowledge you have with, with brain health and, and some of these things, I mean, it makes you, a, I mean, you're, you're an important person in this community to be able to, to, you know, tackle these problems. Well, I am so privileged and thank you, but I am just so blessed and privileged just to get to know what people are doing in the community um, and I've been here since goodness 1990 and I feel it hasn't been until the last five years that I've really kind of gone deeper and just seen what people do in our community it blows my mind they are boots on the ground day to day and it's understandable why someone who steps into a role with passion and a calling would get levels of burnout. It really is understandable when, when you're really looking at what they're doing and the toll that it's taking, not just physically, um, but emotionally and even spiritually, you know, what gives them purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. Another important person in the community is Janelle Donahue with Rappanic United Way. So yes. both of you, thank, thank you, you. For, for, for all that you do. For, for Barbara, uh, discovernextstep.com uh, is, is your website discovernextstep.com and uh, rapanicunitedway.org. Barb Gustafson and uh, Janelle Donahue here this morning. More coming up. More, much more to talk about. Ah, News Talk 1230 WFVA. It is 831. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFVA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Good stuff this morning as we talk about uh, getting ready and uh, working through the holidays. Janelle, uh, Janelle Donahue with Rappanic United Ways here along with uh, 
Barbara Gustafson, she's with Discover Next Step and uh, is an executive coach, a, a mental and a brain health advocate, and uh, can uh, can put put a lot of this stuff into in, into context. Janelle, you and I have talked over the years about, and it's it really has has, has taken off in the last year or so. Prosper mentoring and it is, is a way to, to, to help people in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, Rappahannock United, we, we focus on financial stability, and we focus in a, a target population um, called ALICE. It's an acronym for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed. Uh, these are hardworking individuals. Um, they're making it work. They're not on any type of government assistance, typically haven't reached out to nonprofits for help. They make it happen, but they make just enough or not enough for an emergency to happen. Their car breaks down, Mm -hmm. they have to go in the hospital, there's a divorce, a death, or something that happens unexpectedly. And maybe they exhaust their savings that time, but we know things happen in three. So, you know, then something else happens. The babysitter doesn't, you know, or leaves, and you're like, oh, i got to take off work and take care of the kids. Um, And so United Way focuses on that target population, and we want them to prosper. We want them to be successful. And so we have Prosper Financial Services, and we just created a new program called Prosper Mentoring. And what we've done is we've invited 20 working women who are financially stable, <clears throat> so they're not in crisis mode, mm-hmm. right? But um, they are working. But they've realized in their life they've never had mentors or in you know information on how to really be financially stable. They live paycheck to paycheck. Um, and so we meet with these ladies um, once a month for like an hour and a half to two hours, hmm. and they all come together and we have a financial topic. But we're also taking a holistic approach about mental health, physical health, financial health. And so we have all kinds of topics. And then they also um, sit down every month with their um, our staff member who's a certified financial coach, and they work on their goal or their dream. They've created something. And many women are already on their second or third goal or dream because they've realized it through the program. <laughs> One lady said to us, I, I, working is not an issue for me. I knew how to work. Working, I could do work. She goes, but I never knew how to make my money work for me. Mm. Um, and the first... Uh, two months of the program she saved two thousand dollars by learning about the mindset of what she she didn't even know what she was spending money on she learned that she had to set some boundaries with family that was taking money from her and she realized she didn't have to do that Um, and then and now she's on to her second dream and she's made some really good financial decisions and then she's empowering the next generation her children who are some adults and some are teenagers Uh, But one of the things we do is we also have speakers come from the community so these women can meet other, usually, I think almost all of our speakers are women, um, and they come and they speak about the topic we're focusing on that month. And so the topic for this month was about the holidays and making sure that we talk to the women about how to set expectations, um, thinking about what boundaries you set ahead of time, you know, what are you going to be spending? What is your budget? Don't exceed your budget, et cetera. And we brought in the wonderful Barb uh, Gustafson to talk to um, the ladies about mental health and ways to think about stress in the holidays. Because if we can manage mm-hmm. uh, the stress that we're experiencing, they're gonna be more likely to save money, stay on track with their budgets, their goals, et cetera. So Barb came in yesterday, and I don't want to steal your thunder. You want to talk a little bit about what you shared with the ladies. It was so much fun just because when I um, walked in, I really wanted, um, with a stress management, to focus on how to offset our stress Mm -hmm. instead of trying to get rid of it or completely remove it in 
if you think about anything in our lives, you know, sometimes when we work so hard at it and try to remove it, it causes resistance. Like it, it's this backfiring approach. So when you look at offsetting something, um, especially stress, you're changing it to more of a nurturing approach. What can I do to nurture myself so I'm building resilience in that stress? So we talked about um, three different areas to offset their stress yeah. that they're having right now. And I'll just quickly go through one of them. But one of them, I took them through a little exercise and it was around core values just because I've had to really go back to my values, you know, what I value right now. And it's changed from the last few years. But I had them, I had a deck of core value cards with different names and I had them pick one or two cards of words that you want more of. Like, just don't put a lot of thought into it. Just yeah. go to it. One lady picked grace. One lady picked family. And they were changing cards. There was even a little stealing of cards, too. <laughs> but I had them get with a partner and discuss why did they pick that card. Just simply just go, why did you pick that card? Mm. And it brought up some really interesting discussions on family, on forgiveness. I was expecting it to be a little lighter, but some of them went really deep and recognized I want to go back to my values. Um, so that was something we focused on. Another thing that we focused on, and you touched on the different areas, you know, kind of, and I see this in four circles, um, and I, I tie it to self-care. Um, sometimes I have to use other words or I don't take it seriously, but I see self-care in four circles. Um, there's, a, there's the physical self-care, things that we can do to ourselves that nurture us, mm -hmm. but there's also psychological or emotional self-care there's things that we it could be self-talk um, it could be tied to our own personal growth but things that we can do to nurture that and then there's social self-care that's relationships and there have been studies to show that when we have healthy relationships it can add to our, our lifespan and the opposite is true when we have unhealthy relationships that can impact us physically and then interesting it is and uh, i will tell you there was a study private study called the rosetta effect and it was government funded back in the 1940s and they studied this little tiny town of rosetta pennsylvania and what they found was it was the only place in the u.s that did not have elevated heart disease or other diseases and they were expecting they went in and they did the study expecting that they had these super healthy lifestyles that they ate good but actually they ate pretty crappy <laughs> right but what they found was they had it was a um, town of mostly immigrants they had such a tight community mm. and they leaned on each other that no one was ever worried that they would go hungry have a roof over their mm. head and what they found was they were healthier because of that <laughs> social connection over the years they became very westernized and what happened their health went down which is pretty fascinating I know. I'm looking at the look on your face. Yeah, <laughs> compare that to now when we don't even know our neighbors many of the mm -hmm. times. If, if, you, if you came to me and said, who lives over there? I, I don't know. They, they, I sometimes I don't see bother them. them. Right, <laughs> right. So the idea is having friends is great, but the connection when it goes deeper, yeah, that's what we crave and that's what makes us healthy. And, and that's one of the things, so, sorry, bring it back to United Way. Yeah. Um, we are trying to build a community that is hopeful, resilient, and self-sufficient. And on top, when you first hear that, they're like, oh, wow, that's a little hokey, hokey, you know, okay. But when you really think about it, if a person doesn't have hope, they can't even consider being resilient. 
mm-hmm. they're so lost and there's no hope, then how are they even thinking about being resilient? And then to be resilient, you're working on that. You become self-sufficient, and then you can help others. And I think that's what that is, is that community showed people that there was hope, that somebody cared, that if something happened, somebody's coming over with a casserole or taking care of the kids or saying, you go take a nap, I got this. You build hope, and that builds resilience. And, and so it builds that. And that's why we bring those women together and not just one-on-one with the coach. Let me teach you how to do this. They learn so much more just being together, like you said. Yes. And yes. I was going to share you because I learned so much from these women yesterday. And there was one particular individual and um, she saw the title. I had a worksheet and said, Calm for the Holidays. And she's like, I love that because last year was the first time I ever had a calm holiday. Mm-hmm. I was like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and she went on to say that she was so tired of having stress in the holidays. She decided she had a like a real hardcore conversation with herself. What is it that I need to do to get my holidays back? What do I need to do to get myself back? And she decided just to simplify her Christmas. She stopped going for the extravagant. She gave herself permission to do gift cards to only a few people, to spend time with herself, to feel that feeling of peace. And she just decided no matter what happened that she would get through it and it would be okay. So it was really her giving herself time, that space that you were talking about, Janelle, between mm-hmm. you know the response and the stimulus to decide in advance, this is how it's gonna go. I don't, it won't go perfectly, I know that but it's going to go well. And she was so excited and she says, I'm going to have a calm holiday this year too. But it was just really powerful for me to see how it's going back to the basics. It's not rocket scientists or earth shattering stuff. And sometimes we like that shiny object or just give me that answer, but it's really tuning in and listening to what your heart is telling you. Because often it's a very different message than what we're getting. I think so, and I think it's also it's it's kind of asking about expectations. Our family used to not be good at this, but um, my my parents and and my family we've gotten better at communicating before an event. Uh, um, we traveled for the first time and went on a cruise. That we sat down and we said, "What are your expectations?" Because I'm assuming other expectations that aren't truly there. Mm. And when we sit down and I have a conversation, Mom, what is it about the holidays that makes you happy? And then found out it wasn't the gifts because she has everything. So we found out that she would like help because she can't do it anymore decorating her house. So the Friday after Thanksgiving, we go to her house and we decorate her whole house how she wants to for Christmas. And then we come back after Christmas and we undecorate. And she said, that's the biggest gift because my house wouldn't be decorated for Christmas if you didn't do that. And that's a whole lot cheaper and it's fun. And my kids are now involved and they're like, Grammy, I know I got know where the Santa Clauses go. And so it's a family affair, but I would have thought she maybe wanted a expensive gift or something else. We talk about what are the expectations and we learn. And sometimes, you know, you pick that big meal and people generally just like one of the things on there. Well, you got to have this. So we talk about what is the one thing you can't have without for Thanksgiving instead of, well, I cooked a ham and a turkey, but nobody ate. Well, I don't want any, I don't want turkey. I mean, but anyway, yeah. it's just sharing expectations. Oh, that's great. And, and then if, if you can have that kind of conversation with your family, but not, not assume what people want and I need. I love yeah. that, and I think I'm going to use that this year. Yeah, you know, what's <laughs> that I am one having, thing? Yeah, wow, wow. Yeah. 
I gotta have I gotta have my sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on. Anything else, it's fine. But yeah. I want my sweet potatoes with my marshmallows on it. <laughs> I've got to have my mashed potatoes with the butter. <laughs> How about you, Ted? Green bean casserole <laughs> with 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 crunchy onions on top. Yes. <laughs> yes. How did you? Know? <laughs> yes. Of you know. No, it, so. but that. But what a great what a great idea. And in 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 that case, your your kids, all of you, mm-hmm. you you make memories that you never would if you just said. Here, here's what we think you're going to want. Right. I mean, what if I make gourmet green beans for you and I, you know, just made it all fancy and you're like, where are my crunchy onions? Uh, you yeah, know, like, because you just this. want it kind of yeah. traditional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We try to go fancy when people just want simple. Mm. We, we put too much, pr- we, we can impose too much pressure on ourselves and, mm-hmm. and create the stress absolutely. that we don't need to. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It's um, it's exciting. So, I mean, that would be my recommendation is communicate, 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 and make time before the holidays to talk about what's important to you. Um, because I guess I assume incorrectly a lot, and we know mm. what assuming does. Um, and uh, when I started to ask questions, you know, what are those expectations that you have? And then I try to meet those. Uh, people have a really good holiday. And it's, like I said before, it's usually very simple. You think teenagers want all this big stuff. And it's something, you know, my son is at college for the first time this year. And he texted, he goes, Mom, we have to do the Mom and Evan date where we go to dinner and then we do a little shopping. Mm. And that was very important to him. And I mean, I may have missed that if he didn't tell me. Like, I'm, you know, who, what, what, what young adult wants to spend time with their mom? Luckily, mine does. So. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. my oldest son, ever since he was little, we used to have an Einstein bagels. Mm. I don't know if you remember yes. that. Mm-hmm. But we would once a week do a date time and he would always want to go to Einstein. Einstein, yeah. And it was such a happy memory for us. And he is 30 now. I can't believe it. But he still wants to get together every time, just me and him. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, yeah, like no other. Yeah. I'm with wow. you, Special. Janelle. Mo- Moms of the year here right now. <laughs> I don't know about, well, I'll nice. well and they're boys. <laughs> Nicely going. Nice going. Yeah. Quick break. We'll come back and wrap this up this morning. Good stuff as we talk about the holidays and just uh, some, some, some practical things about dealing with the holidays. Janelle Donahue with Rap Panic United Way. Barb Gustafson is here with a Discover Next Step. We'll uh, conclude when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Good stuff this morning as uh, we talk about the holidays with uh, Janelle, Don- Janelle Donahue and Barb Gustafson. Janelle, before we get out of here, for, for those who don't know about, uh, you know, the, the Prosper Mentoring is something totally new to them. And uh, just the work of Rat Panic United Way, you're you're in the community and uh, you and I will get together and over the next few months and talk yeah. a lot about the tax program and, and, and other things. But uh, Rat Panic United Way is there. And uh, Alice, because I, I thought that this is the time of year you think of the Alice's who really do struggle. Mm-hmm. We don't see it. We assume, well, everybody's everybody's fine, but they're not. They're, they're, they're not. Um, 39% of the people in our area are Alice or in poverty. And it doesn't mean they're all struggling, but it, it just means that they most likely are going to struggle, especially with the inflation, uh, the rising cost of housing, food, ev- everything, right? Um, and so we just want the community to know that we're there. Uh, we're there for information about financial stability and how to help you prosper through that. Uh, we have programs like Prosper 
mentoring, helping women who are working prosper. Uh, but we also have Prosper Financial Assistance. If you're working, have been working, or can work, um, we can help up to $4,500 with rent assistance, mortgage assistance, up to $3,000 for a car repair. Um, you know, you don't have to struggle on your own. We want to lift you up to prevent you from falling into poverty or into harder trouble. So we're there. We want to help build people to be hopeful. There's, there's actually help uh, to help them be resilient and self-sufficient. And so United Way, uh, maybe you can't always, like you said, know where people are struggling or be there. Mm-hmm. But when you donate or you volunteer mm-hmm. or even use our services, you can be there for those in your community. Rat Patrick United Way, for more information, check out them on our Facebook, too. A lot of uh, a good yes. and, and up-to-date information. Barb, we got a couple minute, minutes left. Uh, we're all overwhelmed at this this time. How, how, how do we deal with this? What, what are some of oh, your closing thoughts? Yeah, so I was listening. I love Mel Robbins' podcast, and she was breaking down overwhelm, and it really helped my brain make sense of it. But she was talking in the sense there's two categories. Um, there's legitimate overwhelm. Like there's these things happening in your life, and then there's this lifestyle overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's these things that you've tacked on, how you live your life that can literally create overwhelm in your life because they're difficult to manage. And the the idea for me was to really especially take a look at the lifestyle and look at where have I created my own overwhelm? <laughs> like even with my things and what can I do to lessen that? Um, but a question that I just want to leave with it that might help someone listening to this, whether they're overwhelmed or maybe they're going through some legitimate grief in their life as they're facing the holidays and maybe perhaps dreading it, I'll just say dreading, is asking yourself, what can I do to make this just a little bit better? Or what can I do to create more peace and calm in my life? And it might just be a little bit. It might be enough to make things easier and have that heaviness lift. It's just that simple in a lot of ways. Well, it it sounds simple. It isn't always easy to do. But sometimes, I know for me, it's hard taking a big step. But what if just a little bit more peace, a little bit more calm? Discover next step if someone wants to find out more information about 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 what you, what you offer, and it sounds like you'll go in and you can you do one on one or even a, absolutely a what, group what, is a fun group. too. Yeah, yes, yeah. Well, thank you both for, for for what you provide to the to the community in in your own ways and in bringing you two together. This is fun getting you together. Bet. And uh, we'll we'll do this more in the next year of uh, when when there are are you know when we we get to certain when when certain things are happening just oh, to get together and, and 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 talk about this because uh, there 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 are real issues and they, they, these are real tough times. They are. Yes, Let's they talk are. about those expectations you have of us before we meet. That's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, yes, you, have, I, you you met all my expectations. I wasn't I wasn't stressed and I didn't have to stay away from certain things. Good. In 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 all of that, uh, discovernextstep.com to get uh, to uh, get to get uh, more information from Barb Gufferson and uh, Janelle Donahue with Rap Panic United Way with uh, Rap Panic United Way Thanks, Thank you both, and uh, happy have, have a have a great holiday. And um, again, thanks for 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 what you provide in the um, in the community. Thank you. Right Hope you get your you. green bean casserole. Yes, look Thanks. at this excited look on his face. I know I am. I'm, 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 I have not had a green bean casserole in a, in a year, and so I'm excited about it. Barb Gopsison and Janelle Donahue with, uh, with us this morning talking about holidays. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the morning.
Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.